a lot of times firing isn't really firing, it's transitioning. Like I actually like the term retire. It's like where you get new tires and then you keep going. So I'm going to retire this person. Well, yeah, here, your tires are great. Love you. I think you can do better somewhere else. I'm going to retire you and put you in another organization. Welcome to the Growability Podcast, teaching business and nonprofit leaders a more excellent way to run a business. Visit growability.com for your leadership, coaching, consultation, and business collaboration needs. This episode is the completion of a conversation started in episode nine about when it's appropriate to fire someone at an organization. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. Well, now's the hard part though, Joshua. We're, we're going to have to go <laughs> hardball here now. How do we begin to go about firing people on our team? And how do we know who is, who do we fire? I was on a trip in Darfur, Sudan with an organization called Persecution Project Foundation. We were doing clean water projects. And there was a guy on the trip named Frank Seekins. And we were talking about pruning. And we were talking about the necessary ingredients of pruning trees in order to produce the most amount of fruit. And so he said that he used to work in an apple orchard. In an apple orchard, there's kind of three branches on a tree that you have to prune. The first is a branch that is laying on another branch. The second thing he said you prune on an apple tree is there are these shoots that shoot up and they're not actually part of the tree, but they somehow use the root system of the tree. They're called suckers. So they grow up at the bottom of the tree and they look like the tree and they look healthy and they look great. The problem is they never produce any fruit. And then the third thing is he said, if you have a branch on your tree that is so big and heavy that it actually starts leaning over, the entire tree will start leaning in the direction of that branch. And the root systems underneath actually get loosened because this big branch is like leaning the tree over. So when I think about firing people, thinking about pruning a tree is a really good analogy to look at where might I need some pruning or some firing in my organization? So let's talk through those three different types of branches. So the first type of branch is where I have two branches leaning on each other, creating a fungus. It's like, I love the cartoon where somebody's sitting at the laptop and they're looking at the screen and the person's standing over their shoulder. And it's like, I think you misspelled micromanager. (laughs) And so they're just, it's like, you can't do anything without someone looking over your shoulder. When two people are doing the same job, I'm double paying for that function. So micromanagement is something that absolutely needs to be pruned from an organization. If I have a team member that doesn't have the capacity to do the job, so that I have somebody else over their shoulder having to check up on it, well, then I haven't provided the training or I don't have the right team member for that position. More often than not, it's not that the team member isn't capable. It's that the micromanager just feels the need to look over the shoulder and, I don't know, make everybody's life miserable. Micromanagers just need fire. There is no shortcut. If somebody is a micromanager they are going to diminish the culture in your organization. Your team members stop working for the good of the organization and they start working to meet the limited requirements of the micromanager. 
If somebody is a micromanager on your team, they need to be fired. That's just what it is. Now, what people don't often see that is equally as detrimental to an organization is not a micromanager. It's not somebody that's looking over the shoulder to like correct mistakes. It's what I call a hero manager. A hero manager is basically the person who steps in as the superhero and takes care of everybody's problems. They're not looking for you to make mistakes. They're not allowing you to make a mistake. If you're about to make a mistake, they swoop in like Superman or Superwoman and come in and just, I'm going to fix this problem. A hero manager is so detrimental to a team because what happens is the hero manager wins the lottery and they leave the organization. And now you're left with all of the other employees that were dependent on that hero manager's skill standing like deer in the headlights. And the boss comes in and they're like, why isn't anything getting done? Oh, we lost that hero manager. A good manager isn't just interested in swooping in and fixing problems. A good manager is making sure that every person in your team is reaching their full capacity, working within the skill set and the environment that they have. So if I'm the leader of an organization and I have a hero manager in my organization, I have to see if I can convert that hero manager into somebody that can get underneath my team instead of somebody that's on top mm-hmm. pulling them up all the time. Yeah. Hero managers destroy systems yeah, because they are the system in and of themselves. The challenge is they're the biggest cultural blanket to your team where your team stops performing at the level of their highest achievement and they start performing at the level of whatever is necessary to just get by micromanagers and hero managers cause the same thing. So the first thing when you're thinking about who in the organization might need to be fired is your hero managers and your micromanagers. You start with your leadership. So if somebody's coming in and uh, she's like your new CEO coming in and, and kind of over all of these managers in her organization, however that's organized. So she comes in to this new situation and is having to figure out, all right, I've got all these micromanagers and hero managers. The solution isn't necessarily to immediately clean the slate, although it could be. But going back to what we said before about incentive, expectation, and communication, we want to begin to work with, hey, like here is what I expect of my managers. I mean, I'm incentivizing you not to micromanage, not to hero manage, but to empower Uh, And I'm going to communicate that clearly. So just, again, going back to kind of those roots, firing isn't just about pow, pow, pow. It's it's about making sure that those things are in place if they haven't been in place before. If a leader is used to being a hero manager, it's not the fault of the hero manager themselves. They're just doing what comes naturally. They're a hero. I want to go solve the problems here. I want to go. If somebody is being a micromanager, it's not necessarily their fault. That's just what they've been trained to. That's what they are going to do. If you run the organization, you give them three to six months to stop micromanaging or stop hero managing, or you're going to have to be dismissed from our organization. You know, we're not we're not into growability. We're not into organizations reaching good potential. We're into organizations reaching their full potential. Our, our name is growability. <laughs> so we want people to grow. Organizations cannot grow to their full potential if they have hero managers and micromanagers. It just yeah. doesn't work. That that is actually super helpful. Talk to us about suckers. What is what is a sucker? Suckers are in an organization people that you like 
and everyone else likes, but they don't actually add value to the organization itself. If I hire a salesperson, I'm hiring that salesperson to grow the organization's sales. You know, so I'm hiring that person to, you know, if our revenue line is 5%, we need to get it to 10%. So we hire the salesperson to get us to 10%. So I hire Sue, who is an incredible salesperson. I love Sue. She's great. Culture loves Sue. Everybody loves Sue. So in a year, I hired Sue for sales. And a year later, we're still at 5%. Just because I like somebody doesn't mean that our organization should have them on staff just because I like them. Just because everybody on the team likes this person doesn't mean that you keep them on the team just because you like them. So I had a nonprofit organization. I had a person in the organization I fundamentally liked. Fun to hang out with, great person. But at the end of the day, it was like, this person has incredible potential. They could go and really do so many different things. In the year that they were here, they didn't actually help the organization raise its game at all. It was good for them because they had experience and they got this thing, but it didn't actually help the organization. What a sucker is, is it's somebody that uses the same root system of your organization, but doesn't actually produce fruit for the organization. So it sounds so hard <laughs> to just say, what do you, you're saying that Sue is going to get fired even though she did everything that she could. And even though she's a nice person. Yeah. It's not firing based on, I don't like Sue. It's firing based on Sue is not reaching her full potential as a salesperson. It's not doing somebody a favor to keep them on your team just because you like them if they're not actually bringing a huge value add to your organization and if you're not bringing a huge value add to their life. Yeah. Like a lot of times firing isn't really firing, it's transitioning. Like I actually like the term retire. It's like where you get new tires and then you keep going. So I'm going to retire this person. Well, yeah, here, your tires are great. Love you. I think you can do better somewhere else. I'm going to retire you and put you in another organization. Mm -hmm. So it's a numbers game. So this is where if you don't keep good dashboards and metrics, kind of like the first thing we do whenever we go into an organization is like, okay, what are we measuring? How do we measure? If you don't keep good dashboards and metrics on your time, on your team, you're not able to actually make good decisions. So that's what suckers are. Yeah, like you said, there's people that may be really great somewhere else. That means we need to help them get somewhere else and get the right yeah. talent in your place that you need for what you do. Yeah, that's huge, I think. You know, everybody wants to have a job where everybody in the in the job is treated like family. The problem with that is I don't fire my family if they can't right. get the job done. That's so right. in an organization, I think it's so much more helpful for leadership to think of yourself as a coach, not mm -hmm. as like a dad or a mom. If you're trying to be a dad or a mom, you're really not doing yourself or them a favor. If you're a coach, you have a lot of potential to help them and to help them grow. Now, on the third branch, this branch that's really big and it's leaning the organization if you have a team member in your organization that has such an incredibly high skill that they really should be running their own organization or doing their own thing, and it's taking the core business that you provide and it's shifting that core focus somewhere else, then they really should help them out the door to go start their own thing. Send them out with a blessing. That's good. So far, we've got fire yourself, fire yeah. your vendors, 
micromanagers, yeah. <laughs> hero managers, and suckers. We need to fire them. Is that it? Are we are we good? Do we still have more? Uh, Who else do we fire? Okay, so now you get down to the team members on my team. And I just want to say, I just want to go back and remind everybody, you don't lead with guns a-blazing, I'm going to go fire everybody. You lead <laughs> with, do we have the right systems in place for incentive and expectation yep. and feedback? You know, firing should be the last step in the equation Good. where you've exhausted everything you can do in your organization to solve the, the need, and then you fire somebody. But there's two different types of people that I think on a team level are people that you just need to fire for the good of the organization. The first is what I would call is a, a culture assassin. If you pull into the parking lot and you see this person's car and you get the you know base of your stomach like, oh, then there's a good sense that the other people in the organization feel the same way. So a culture assassin, what I typically do is I'll take a piece of paper and I'll draw like 10 circles on the piece of paper. And I'll say, let's say these 10 circles represent the 10 people in your organization. And so here's the trouble spot. So I've got Sally, Sally with the bad attitude. So I got bad ad Sally. <laughs> so I start scribbling all over Sally and I say, this is the Sally circle. This is Sally's kind of bad attitude. I said, do you fire Sally because she has a bad attitude? And what I'll say is no, because it's isolated. If Sally keeps her bad attitude to herself and everybody just knows that's bad attitude, Sally, and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, that's how it's going to be. And, and everybody doesn't take her too seriously, then that's fine. But then I start scribbling in the other circles around Sally. And I'm like, if bad attitude Sally is spreading to where now I've got bad attitude Bill over here and I've got bad attitude Bethany over here and this virus starts spreading out where the bad attitude is spreading out to the organization. Well, now I have to take action. So I've got to warn Sally like, hey, your bad attitude is spreading. And if you just have a bad attitude, I'm going to do everything that I can to help you have a good attitude. I'm going to give you incentive. I'm going to give you expectation. I'm going to give you communication. I'm going to make sure we're working with the best vendors that are out there. I'm going to make sure that all this stuff is there. But if bad attitude keeps spreading, then I'm just, you're going to get ridden up and then you're going to get fired. The second is not a cultural thing. This is not a cultural assassin. This is a system assassin. So, Sounds so you harsh. spent. System assassin. Oh, it, well, so here's the system assassin. So system assassin is we have upgraded to Windows 11. The system assassin is like, I am not going to use Windows 11. If that is at their workstation, they're the little circle and they're like, their workstation is still using Windows 95 and everybody else is using Windows 11 and it doesn't impact the rest of the system. That's fine. You could use an Atari 2S if, if you're getting the job done. That's fine. We don't really care. But if three of the other team members are dependent on the software on your computer and you don't have the right update because you refuse to do that, then you're actually creating a system breakdown for the entire organization. You need to fire team members that if it spreads like a virus, then the team member needs to get let go. If it doesn't spread and it's just them, you need to be patient and loving and yeah. kind and build them up and give them, you know, everything that you can. That's the bottom of the list. So yeah. you, you fire yourself, you fire your vendors, you fire improper managers, you fire team members when necessary. That's the, the whole list.
The system assassin is the person that just refuses to change and learn and go with the new thing. They'll kind of potentially just kind of derail, you know, where you want to go with this, right? Yeah, the the system assassin is kind of like breaking the line in the assembly line. Like, so I've got the, you know, the motor needs to move from here to here, but system assassin's like, I'm not doing that. And then that's, you know, where you gotta, you gotta let go. Okay, we well, covered a lot of ground. We the, have covered the, a lot of ground. The guns are blazing. They they are. So, you know, I just will add just here as we close out today, super grateful for everyone who has listened or who will listen to the live Lunch and Learn. Do make sure that you are subscribed to the Growability podcast at your podcast yes. app of choice. Also, just to let everyone know that if your organization needs help, sorting through, hey, we've got a lot of stuff going on. I need to fire some people, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. How do we do this in an objective way? How do we figure out what my expectations and my communication and and my incentives need to be? How do I even know what those are? Definitely go to growability.com and we would be happy to have a conversation with you about that as well. All right, my friend. I think we've done enough damage for the day. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover if there is a more excellent way to run your business, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support.